Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Text Driven Podcast. We're hoping to provide you with resources to help you to live a text-driven life. That text-driven life would be one that is honoring and pleasing to the Lord. In this episode, we're continuing our series on the topic of leadership. And in our last episode, we talked about the definition of servant leadership. To help us think about this topic of leadership, we're walking through J. Oswald Sanders' classic book, Spiritual Leadership, Principles of Excellence of Every Believer. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between natural leadership and spiritual leadership. Natural leadership and spiritual leadership. Now, if we think about leadership just as a general topic, we understand that To be a leader doesn't necessarily mean that you are a Christian. Uh, Within the sports arena, there are athletes, uh, too many to even name, who have led their teams to championship winning seasons, but did not have a personal relationship with God. There are heads of state all around the world who are leading countries and governments and people to uh, a correct form of government, uh, a, a right form of government, but they're not Christians. They don't have a relationship with God. Uh, even within history, you can look at those in military who have served as admirals and generals in in armies and in the navy and when you think about them they have done great feats and as it pertains to uh, the military and leading troops to accomplish certain objectives but they were not followers of god so how were they a leader well they were what Sanders would term a natural leader. They had innate abilities within them that were that was able to rally people to accomplish a task. It it was uh, the ability to be able to move people in a certain direction to accomplish a certain task. So that's natural leadership. Well, what is spiritual leadership? Spiritual leadership is when we think about leading people, getting people to move to a specific place to do a specific task. It's the moving of people in a certain direction. However, the way in which that leadership occurs comes from a spiritual perspective, or we could say it comes from a biblical or a text-driven perspective. And we're going to look at page 32 of Sanders' book to help us think through the differences between natural leadership and spiritual leadership. Let's 
look at the list that he has here on page 32. The first that he starts with is natural leadership is self-confident. Self-confident. What does it mean to be self-confident? Well, a person can be self-confident because of some of the accomplishments that they have had as an individual. For instance, uh, if you were in school and you had done very well on, say, your math test for a period of time, you might walk in to a math exam with some self-confidence. You've done well in the past, so you are confident in yourself that you're going to do well in the future. And maybe that's because something like mathematics comes naturally to you. So self-confidence is something that is built upon the experiences that you have gone through in your life. Well, Sanders says the opposite of self-confidence or the spiritual side of leadership as it pertains to self-confidence is a confidence in the Lord, a confidence in God. So really what a leader has to do is evaluate, are they leading from a natural perspective themselves, or are they leading from a spiritual perspective that their confidence, their assurance, their foundation is in God? What does it mean to have confidence in God? It means this, you are trusting God completely for your leadership. You're not trusting in your experience. You're not trusting in uh, your education. You're not trusting in anything or person other than God. The second characteristic of natural leadership is that Sanders mentions on page 32 is knows men. Well, what does it mean uh, to have a leadership that knows man? Well, when he's talking about this concept of knowledge of man, he's talking about understanding the human psyche, understanding how a man thinks or how a woman thinks. And a natural leader has the keen ability to observe people and then through their observance of people are able to take that person and put them in the right position to do the right things to get the right results. They understand humanity. Now, spiritual leadership not only has an understanding of humanity, but understands that the understanding of humanity can be flawed and limited. So a spiritual leader doesn't know man exclusively and comprehensively. Instead, the spiritual leader, as Sanders says, seeks to know God. Now let's talk about the difference between the two. Is it important for a spiritual leader to know those whom he's leading? Absolutely. Uh, a good spiritual leader knows the people whom he's leading. For instance, the Bible even teaches us that because Jesus is the great shepherd, the sheep 
know his voice. You see that? So the picture is this. The shepherd knows the sheep and the sheep know their shepherd. So there is a sense in which we do need to know those who we are leading. We need to know their likes and their dislikes, and we need to be able to spend time with them. It's helpful uh, to uh, know their family, to know their background, to know um, their hobbies, their skills, things that they're strong in, things that they are weak in. It's good to know those things. However, we have to understand that mankind is fallen. Jeremiah tells us the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? So not only is the person who you're leading one who is flawed because of their fallen nature, so too are you, the leader, flawed because of your fallen nature. So if you put all your hope and all your uh Uh, desires and all your dreams and being able to know mankind, well, here's the problem. You're not going to be able to comprehensively know mankind. However, God has sufficiently made himself known to us in his word. So while it is helpful to know man insofar that we can even though they are flawed and fallen. We can know God sufficiently. And that knowledge of God, that sufficient knowledge of God that he's given to us in his word, in which his spirit teaches us and helps us to discern the will of God. If we can, if we know God sufficiently, that will be infinitely more valuable in our leadership than knowing mankind. Well, he also says on page 32 that a natural leader makes their own decisions. It's this idea, I'm autonomous. I decide what I want to do. The the buck stops with me. I'm the final decision maker, and that's it. It's this idea of uh, charting your own course, being out in front, the one who who has all the answers. That's natural leadership. Well, let's compare that to spiritual leadership. For spiritual leadership does not take the position of I know everything, therefore I make decisions. Instead, a spiritual leader takes the position of I need to know the will of God. You see, the spiritual leader takes the posture of a listener. Isn't that kind of strange? Because when we think of leadership, we think about it in the natural sense, don't we? That the leader is the one who is always speaking. But a spiritual leader is not one who is always speaking, but one who takes time to listen. And what is that spiritual leader listening for? The mind and the will of God. You see, the spiritual leader facilitates the decisions of God. 
Look at the difference. The natural leader makes his own decisions. The spiritual leader facilitates the decisions of God that have been given already in the Bible. Let's keep looking at another uh, difference between natural and spiritual. The natural leader is one who is ambitious. Now, Sanders juxtaposes ambition with humility. I think this is an interesting juxtaposition here. It's an interesting comparison because he's speaking of ambition as always trying to build a platform. It's this bravado idea of leadership. It's this chest out, lights on, spotlight center stage, microphone turned up, more and more of me is that idea of ambition. But a spiritual leader is not looking to be the star of the show. Instead, the spiritual leader is looking to take the position of humility. See, we need to understand something that a spiritual leader is a behind-the-scenes worker for the plans that God is doing through others. The spiritual leader takes a position of humility. Well, moving quickly, the natural leader creates methods. Now, what he's talking about here is a natural leader is very good with creating policies and procedures and programs by which the corporation runs. They sit there and they think pragmatically, hey, if we do this, this, and this, then this, this, and this will get accomplished. The idea is if I have the right formula, then I'll get the right answer in the equation. And this is how most natural leaders work. It's very pragmatic. If there's something not being produced properly, then the response is to change the formula, tweak the formula, tweak the program, tweak the process and the plan until you get the desired result that you want. Well, a spiritual leader is not looking to invent new policies and procedures. Instead, a spiritual leader is making this statement. The Bible gives sufficient examples of how we ought to operate. So notice the, the difference between the two. The natural leader, I create it. It's my program, my policy, and we're going to pragmatically do it this way because it works. The spiritual leader says, no, we don't pragmatically do stuff just because it works. No, we do it because that's what the Bible tells us to do. So the spiritual leader, once again, takes the, the pressure off of himself and he becomes a facilitator of what God's word has to say. Well, a natural leader, we have three more. Uh, the, the next one is a natural leader enjoys command. 
The natural leader is one who enjoys the all-employee meeting where he stands behind the podium and he gives the directive and he casts the massive vision and he, he puts it out there and everybody rallies behind his rhetoric and rallies behind his ingenuity and rallies behind his charisma. He enjoys dictating the commands. He enjoys being the boss. Well, what does the spiritual leader do? The spiritual leader does not enjoy the command. He enjoys the obedience. Now, this sounds very strange, doesn't it? The natural leader likes giving commandments. The spiritual leader likes obeying commandments. You say, well, how can you be a spiritual leader if you're always obeying commandments? Well, because here's the mindset. God has already given the non-negotiable commands in Scripture. And the spiritual leader, once again, is just facilitating those commands. He's just obeying those commands. You see, the spiritual leader does not give commands. The spiritual leader obeys God's commands. So, let's get it practical for just a second. Parents, you give the command to your children to do a certain task. Let me ask you a question. Why did you give them that command? You might be thinking, well, I'm the leader. I'm the boss. I'm the authority. They do what I say. And you're right. You are a leader. You do have the authority. However, if you're thinking spiritually, the reason why you gave your children a command to do was not because you're the leader, you're the authority. It's because you are obeying the commandment that God gave you to do as a parent. You see the difference? A spiritual leader does the work of God for him as worship unto him. Let's move quickly. The next one. A natural leader seeks personal reward. So a natural leader, everything that they're going to do in leadership is to build up self. So a natural leader of a corporation is going to make the decisions in the corporation that are going to procure for him more money, uh, pro procure for him a, a better life, give to him the reward that he wants himself. Well, notice the difference. A Spiritual leader is not looking for personal reward, but is looking to love God and others, even to his own expense. So let's think in the cross for just a moment. What made Jesus such a great leader was... He 
died for us at our expense. He died at his expense for us. He sacrificed his life for you and me. We are the beneficiaries of the sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus did not die so that he could have more. He already had everything. He's God. But instead, he emptied himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Why? So that we might get the reward. You see, a spiritual leader is not looking to reward himself. He's looking to love God and love others. The spiritual leader leads in such a manner that others are rewarded. And he's willing for others to be rewarded, even if that cost him his own life. And then the final difference that Sanders mentions on page 32 is the difference between an independent leader and a spiritual leader who is dependent upon God. So let's talk about this again. A natural leader is independent. A natural leader takes the machete, goes out into the jungle, and charts his own path. He clears his own way. He's independent. He can do it on his own. He's the lone ranger. He doesn't need any input. He doesn't need to hear from anybody else. He is autonomous. He has no need for help. A spiritual leader, once again, recognizes that he is fallen and he is flawed. Therefore, he needs to faithfully depend upon God. The spiritual leader always takes the position that he is in need of God's intervention. There's a big difference between natural leaders and spiritual leaders. And I want to encourage you to be a spiritual leader, a text-driven leader in your home, at your job, at your church, wherever you are. Be a text-driven leader. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Text Driven Podcast. For more resources like this one, go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. If you're ever in the Southwest Florida area, I'd love to invite you to come and be with us at Fellowship Church on the Lord's Day. You can find the times and locations for our worship services on Sunday on our website as well. Until next time, know that we're praying for you to live a text-driven life. God bless.